Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show live day one of free agency. Well, still going on. We could still have some things happen this evening as we're talking here. And of course, we'll break them down live as they take place. But we're going to go over everything that happened across the NBA today. An exciting day. A lot of moves made. Some good, some uh, not so good. So we're going to break it all down right here with you. If you are joining us live, you're coming in here from the NBA front office YouTube channel. Please make sure you are subscribed to our channel. Don't forget to turn on notifications. We're going to be doing this each night, breaking things down talking about what happened and what it means in the broad picture of the NBA. Keith, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I was so out of practice. I didn't have my camera in the right place, and I had to fix that while we were uh, getting the show started here. Uh, we got a little Team USA Spain on in the background, All right. our, our elimination game at the Olympics. So so we're psyched. We're uh, you know pump, pumped about this, so we're uh, you know, ready to go. We're going to go through each team, what they did, didn't do today, and, and all that good stuff. We'll also talk a little bit of the other things that they've done throughout the course of the offseason since their season's ended, since some of these uh, trades were agreed to to a while back but but we're gonna get into it give you all the signings re-signings trades all that good stuff and i will ask this those of you who are watching live that you guys are in the chat it's a little bit easier sometimes for you guys to multitask than it is for us so if we're like in-depth talking about something and something big happens and we don't notice it let us know okay fire it off in the, yeah, in the chat no tell us say hey shams just broke this this giant news or, or something like that um so we can uh, discuss live here on the show anything that does break as we're going through but let, let's just go team by team uh, and i figured let's do let's go by division which keith that means if we're going alphabetical the, the atlantic division <laughs> would be first which lands us with your team the boston celtics yay yeah <laughs> nothing crickets uh yeah no um yeah they haven't done anything as far as uh free agency goes as far as adding players uh they they they've added four guys uh, via trade, Al Horford, Josh Richardson. Those ones are done. Uh, Chris Dunn and Bruno Fernando sounds like still headed on their way to Boston for Tristan Thompson. We'll see. Obviously, they traded Kemba Walker out in the Al Horford trade. Uh, but then free agency, they lost a key player in Evan Fournier. He signed with the New York Knicks. Uh, four years, $78 million. Uh, Sounds like there's a player option on that last year of that deal. Uh, so probably more closer to a three-year, $58 million deal. And then Semi Ojale, uh, defensive-minded uh, forward. He's also headed out. He's uh, joined the Milwaukee Bucks on what is likely a one-year minimum uh, contract there for Ojale. So forty is a pretty big loss. Um, but when they acquired Richardson the other day, that that writing was kind of on the wall that that's the direction it was going to go. Do you agree with that with that move for the Celtics? Like, do you feel better with Josh Richardson given his contract situation than giving Fournier what he, what he just got from the? I mean, that was. I was a little bit surprised by how much money he got out of the market. Yeah, in a vacuum for one year, no. I would have rather have had Fournier. I mm-hmm. think he's a better player and a better fit, but I think it's those extra years. The yeah. Celtics uh, very clearly are making 2022 a priority. They want to have clean books for that year's free agency, whether no, that's a, a running Bradley Beal or not. Uh, yeah, knows, right, you know, yeah, let's see. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that one because he, he's got some help coming in. That's right. Uh, headed his way. So, um, but, yeah, it's – they. they that's their priority is keep keep the books clean and, and go. So, you know, we'll see. You know, that that's the the thing. Anytime you play the cap space game, it's always a little tough because cap space, last I checked, they don't uh, score any points, grab any rebounds, or block any shots. So it's a little difficult to, to make that work uh, here in the interim. 
And let's let's go there next. You mentioned Washington adding some pieces and things things of that nature. One of the pieces that they could be adding now, it's just coming out. Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, this is still in the yeah. rumor stage. This is nothing you know agreed upon yet. But it sounds like three year deal, sixty million uh, would have to be a sign and trade. So Brooklyn, what do you what do you make of their day? We know they're bringing back Blake Griffin, and now it sounds like they might be getting something. We don't know what just yet. Maybe we'll know shortly. But they're going to be getting something in a sign and trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, we heard. Uh, fairly, what was it, a couple days ago that yeah. they were interested in Dinwiddie maybe, uh, maybe using one or two of the Lakers guys that they're going to get mm-hmm. in the Westbrook trade. And that makes sense to an extent because I think those guys would help Brooklyn quite a bit, you know, whether it be Caldwell Pope or Kuzma or both or Harrell or, you know, any combination of that grouping, you know, would give the Nets some good depth. But the challenge is those guys can't be retraded together um, for 60 days. So I don't know if if the Nets are going to, you know, hold this all up and, you know, how how that'll work. So this one's going to be very uh, interesting and fun to see how it ultimately comes together if it does, you know, come together. But on the Nets side, yeah, they've lost now Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, a, A big loss in aggregate, but I think in the long run, or, or I guess in the more, if you look at the more recent history, mm-hmm. not a huge loss because they didn't have him for most of the last year. They've got James Harden now. Um, you know, they, they added Javon Carter or will add Javon Carter. Uh, to, he'll probably soak up most of the backup point guard minutes behind Kyrie Irving. Uh, Landry Shamit headed out as well. And then, as you said, they resigned Blake Griffin. They lost Jeff Green. So, you know, for the Nets, I think it's kind of a, they're, they're about the same, yeah. you know, I, which I, is I really good. They, you know, <laughs> like, like yeah, they're, they're incredibly really good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So let's see what they get for Dinwiddie. And then, you know, and then, then we can evaluate this one a little bit more fully. So maybe by the time we're done with the show, we'll <laughs> have those, those details uh, flow, flow out to us, but you want to move on yes. to, uh, the Knicks. to a team that was very busy. The Knicks. Yeah. yeah. In- incredibly um, busy. Yeah. So the Knicks, um, Focused early on on re-signing their own guys, Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel. Three years, thirty million for Burks. Three years, thirty-two million for Noel. You know, pretty good value contracts, yeah. I think, for both of those guys. Uh, they're going to lose Reggie Bullock. He's going to head off to the Dallas Mavericks. So that that's a loss for them. You know, good shooter uh, on the wing for the Knicks. Um, then they added Fournier, as we said, and then they're going to re-sign Derrick Rose as well. Um, you know, for the max that they can re-sign him for three years, a little over forty million or so in that range. So uh, Jewish Randall became fully guaranteed, as we knew he would. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there. So so for the Knicks, I I I like these re-signings. I think the Fournier addition is a little interesting. Yeah. Um, it's a little odd that they timed all these up to be three-year contracts. Um, I don't know exactly what they think is happening in three years, um, but they've clearly got some kind of plan going. But, you know, so they're kind of the same, running the same team back with Fournier in for Bullock. And if you look at it that way, they're a better team because Fournier is a better player than Bullock. Yeah, they're better in that sense, but I don't understand the long-term commitment to to Fournier. I would have rather yeah. seen. I feel like this is it's not quite the same level, but this is more of an old Knicks move. You know, we got we got used to like the new Knicks that we saw last season that just made all these smart moves and it all, everything worked out and look, Fournier could still work out. He could still be a really nice fit for them, but I like did they really move the needle that much? Are they that much better than the team they had last season? 
I don't know. I mean, they were the four seed, yeah. but some other teams in the East are going to get better too. Like, I don't look at the Knicks and say, man, they, they really vaulted into the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. I feel like there's still a significant tier break, and, and that's a little disappointing if you're going to spend that much money and probably only make a marginal improvement. Yeah, that no, I'm with you. Yeah, that, that's that's going to be the tough part, right? They they're, they're going to need um, you know, guys to play above their heads like they did last year, mm-hmm. and then guys to continue to be you know um, good. And they need Fournier to come in, but I think Fournier's playmaking, shooting that that gives them something that they didn't have last season. So so I, I like that one for for them. Okay, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, let's talk 76ers. Um, yeah, they haven't done a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost Dwight Howard to the Lakers, so we'll talk about that yeah. when we get to the Lakers. Um, and then uh, they're resigning Furkan Korkmaz, um, so to bring him back their shooter. Um, Cleveland was uh, really pursuing Korkmaz pretty heavily, and Philly's bringing him back three years, fifteen million. Pretty Solid good deal. I, I yeah, think that's pretty good value. Yeah, for for a guy who's a pretty good shooter. Okay, especially when you're uh, looking at what some of the other shooters got. Ooh, Duncan uh, Robinson. To, to oh my. Yeah, Duncan Robinson, Doug McDermott. Um, uh, I tweeted, you know, I'm, I'm retroactively mad at my mom that she wouldn't let me stay out on the court and shoot a little longer <laughs> until it's time to come in. Um, but yeah, you know, so good, good work by Philly. They're they're not done. You know, we'll see what happens with Ben Simmons. They've got Danny Green as a free agent. George Hill has a guaranteed date to come. So and you know, Daryl Moore, he's just going to keep tinkering the whole way but Mm -hmm. yeah the ben simmons stuff's kind of kind of floating over all of this yeah that's just it the ben simmons thing is hanging over them the last we heard this was the most recent update today um i i I can't remember the source off the top of my head but that it's that they were still looking for like four first round picks and an all-star the type of of return for ben simmons where you would say if you didn't know better you would say oh they clearly just don't want to trade him right the type where if you were to ask a team for that much it would just shut down the negotiations, right? They wouldn't even bother yep. countering because you're so far apart. At some point, maybe that's going to change. Maybe teams raise their offers a little bit. Maybe the 76ers come down a lot. Um, I don't know. But right now, Ben Simmons is still a 76er, and uh, and that is kind of hanging over that whole franchise. Yeah. Um, yep. Another team that, that made a move today lost, a, you know, arguably their greatest player ever, the Toronto yeah, Raptors. Oh, without a doubt. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Kyle Lowry is is gone now, joining the Miami Heat, and uh, and the Raptors do get something back in a in a sign and trade, sign and trade, Precious Achua and uh, Goran Dragic. I, I've seen people mentioning a Dragic buyout, and to me that it, that doesn't make sense for the Raptors to do that. I mean, Dragic is still a quality player. I would think if anything, if they hang on to him for a bit, they can probably flip him for something, even if they decide that they really just don't want to. a buyout just doesn't seem like something that would be sensible for uh, Masai to pull off. Yeah, my guess is Toronto at this point now too, the cap space is is basically gone. So so mm-hmm. I think it's um you know, I, I think we're in a position where it's just not they, they they don't need you know to buy him out to go sign anybody. It's it's not no. a thing there. So I think it is going to be um, you know with with this situation, what we're going to see here is they keep Dragic or they flip him in another trade. Uh, sounds like the Dallas Mavericks are interested in Goran Dragic, so I think that could mm-hmm. you know definitely happen. Um, you know, so so we'll see you know if that that goes that way. Uh, they could put together you know decent little package to send to the Raptors uh, to get to get some stuff. So yeah, so we'll we'll see you know what happens there. Um, you know, tough to see them lose uh, Kyle Lowry. Um, you know, so so. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that one, and then uh, yeah, I mean, and then I think you know we're in a position now with the Raptors of 
we're going to see where they go. They re-signed Gary Trent Jr., yeah. um, big contract, you know, there to him, three years, $54 million, if I remember correctly, um, yep. with, with that one. So, yeah, you know, a really nice deal for Trent um, there. So, yeah, I mean, they've got their team kind of fairly well filled out, still need another big, but it sounds like sounds like they're going to operate and stay as an over-the-cap team, which maybe allows them to keep a couple of their non-guaranteed guys and go from there. Uh, Keith, this is uh, – I mean, it's somewhat breaking news. So Jordan Schultz of uh, ESPN mentioning that DeMar DeRozan has both the Clippers and Spurs interested in signing him. And I guess we can probably get to him when we get to the Clippers or the Spurs. Sure. But, you know, this is this is one of the things that we've talked about in this market, and, and you and I have been talking about this for a while. What happens when the cap space dries, out is, dries up is going to be very fascinating, and I feel like we're kind of there. Right. We're yeah. seeing that with a number of teams where the landing spots just don't exist anymore and some guys are going to get squeezed. I feel like we've entered or at least we're about to enter that portion of the free agency process. So we're going to see some kind of little bit of weirdness. I think we might see some one year deals or one plus one deals for some of these yeah. guys who frankly are worth more. But just there's not really any place left for them to go with cap room. Yeah, that's it. We're basically down to the Spurs, the Thunder, and the Pelicans mm-hmm. with cap space left. The Knicks have a little bit left over, um, but I don't think we're going to see them, uh, you know, do much with that space. So yeah, so we're we're kind of getting down to it now. So so we'll see, you know, what this means for Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get to a point too where uh, executing signing trades gets a little difficult because some of these teams yeah. have used a lot of space, starting to get capped out. Uh, so yeah, it, it's going to be you know um you know kind of. Fun to watch this play out, but maybe not fun for these players. No, not fun for the players. They're they're definitely not going to get those contracts. And what's going to be funny now is this is when you start uh, seeing agents get, you know, strongly uh yelled at by their players and you know you told mm-hmm. me this was here for me uh you know maybe it might be uh dennis Schroeder's situation here so we'll, we'll see Ooh, we'll get there yeah uh you know a little bit later we talk about the guys who are still left so uh yeah it's it's yeah uh but yeah for toronto you know as, as we were there you know let, let's see with that one you ready to go on to the central division and the- uh i i am mentally i yeah. am prepared emotionally i'm not prepared <laughs> uh, I'm definitely yeah, not prepared for this. Yeah. The All Chicago right, Bulls news from Shams. Uh, 76ers are planning to waive George Hill. Uh, no oh. real surprise there. Okay. Um, uh, George Hill had uh, uh, only about 1.2 million of a $10 million contract. I wouldn't mm-hmm. rule out. Maybe he returns there. Like we saw with, we'll talk it when we get to Detroit, but that's kind of what happened with Corey Joseph. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, all right. So the Bulls, I think they made one of the best signings of the day with Lonzo Ball. I think that was a great deal for him. I think he's the kind of piece that can push the Bulls to the next level. Uh, What was the the dollar amount again? I know it was four years, 78? 85. Okay. There were a bunch of different numbers that got got thrown out there. I was totally fine with that. You know, Lonzo is a a fantastic young player, good defender. Uh, Offensively, you've got other guys that can handle the basketball, become a better shooter, 38% from three recently. Uh, you know, and then you add in the switchability on the defensive end of the floor for a team that has put a lot into we need to make the playoffs right now. I think this is a great signing, and I think it's a good signing for their future, too, because he's still extremely young and somebody that can grow with them. So I like that move a lot from the Bulls. Uh, Keith, before we move on to the one that's going to tear me to shreds, uh, what did you think about the Lonzo signing? 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting. It's going to be a sign and trade. Um, clearly, right, the Bulls weren't weren't over the cap team, so they're going to send back Tomas Sadoransky and a signed Garrett Temple. So, for everybody who's ever asked, you know, can you do a double sign and trade? Yes, you can, and this <laughs> yep. is going to be it. Um, so we'll we'll talk about Sadoransky and Temple on the Pelicans portion Pelicans. Um, of this. But yeah, Lonzo Ball, you know, I love that addition. Um, you know, pretty good on and off the ball now at this point in his career. Um, we know Zach Levine and Nick Vucevic are going to play through those guys a lot. So I think Lonzo uh, working as a cutter and as a spot-up shooter really works quite well with those guys. And as you mentioned, brings the defense. And that's, you know, primarily what that second edition was. So uh, I'll give, if you, I know you don't want to probably wreck your carpet in there. But if you need to pour one out for your boy, Alex oh. Caruso, uh, headed to the Chicago Bulls. And I saw someone in the chat say, yeah, well, will he come back for a um, – for a uh, a – a discounted deal with the Lakers will be back out. No, that's not it. Once we're down no. to this point, yes, maybe on occasion a it's guy happened. will do that. Um, go. So, but I don't think so. Uh, Trevor, they're saying in the chat they they're having trouble here. I'm. I just boosted. Up. Yeah, I just there boosted your audio a bit for you. All right, perfect. Um, so Caruso, the deal, I'm totally fine with thirty-seven million dollars. Um, that's that's solid. Good good money for him there. Uh, one of the best defensive guards in the or better defensive guards in the NBA. He's a guy who knows how to play his role. Um, you really gain an appreciation for how good he is in terms of off-ball defense, in terms of his communication and all that when you're watching him play. Uh, he's a very, very impactful player there. The Lakers will get into their side of it in just a bit, but I think the Bulls got a, got a really good one here, particularly if they're looking to improve their defense. You know, between Lonzo and Alex Caruso, the Bulls' perimeter defense just got significantly better, so yep. I, I like this get for them. I think he's a he's a nice signing and uh, and could be a big piece for them moving forward here. I, it's it's not as impactful, I think, as the Lonzo signing, but this is a guy that can help get you to where you want to go in terms of the Bulls being a consistent playoff team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, jokingly said you don't have to worry about Nick Vucevic as a rim protector if the guys can't get to the rim because they can't get by the perimeter defenders. So, yeah, I think they're in a pr- pretty good shape, um, you know, from that position. I, I you know, let's see what they do now because, right, again, they've got to fill out a little bit of the depth. Mm-hmm. So let's see see what they do, especially up front. Uh, Team USA trailing, um, or they actually just took back the lead early okay. in the second quarter. So they're up 22 to 21 over Spain uh, here in the uh, quarterfinals. So we'll see. Uh, keep, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, let's see. Who's next? Cleveland. Yep. But big, de- big deal for them was Jared Allen. Five years, $100 yes. million, uh, re-signing Jared Allen. So that's a you know, massive um, you know, contract. I, I don't love that kind of money uh, for for the center when you just drafted, just drafted. Evan Mobley. We don't yes. know if they can play together or not. And I like Jared Allen, and I'm also not somebody who believes the center position is dead. So I, I think that is, um, you know, it's just tough. That's just a lot of money. Twenty millions on twenty million on average is is just a lot of money. It is. It's a lot. A lot. Um, it's enough to where if it doesn't work with Evan Mobley, trading him could get a little bit challenging, right? Like if if things clearly don't work, it's enough of a contract. I mean, look, you could stack up enough contracts to get there, but I'm saying sure. finding a taker if it's clear that he's not really worth quite this much could get a little bit tricky. Um, it's not the kind of contract that you could instantly flip because there are a lot of teams that, well, I mean, you mentioned the center's not dead. No, it's not, but it's also not necessarily the position that you want to allocate all of your money towards unless you believe you have a true 
you know, difference maker. I've compared it a lot. And a lot of people have made this comp- comparison to the running back position in football, where you don't want to be the team that's paying a ton to a, a guy. You'd rather just pay a veteran minimum type salary or draft a rookie in the, in the situation of the NFL and, uh, and spend your money elsewhere. And so that's the yeah. way I view the center position. Same thing. I, I'd rather spend most of my money elsewhere unless you have the guy at that spot. I don't know that that's Jared Allen. I think there's the potential there for it to be. Um, but that said, they knew they were going to keep him. And if this was the cost, it's I'm okay with the gamble. It's it's more than I would have wanted to spend, but I, I feel like the Cavs kind of had to. And if they have to make some moves later on to balance things out, hopefully they can do that. Yeah, and then uh, their draft day trade will process at the end of the week with uh, mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio for Torian Prince. So that, that gives yes. them that point guard depth uh, that they, they haven't had in a while. So I think that that's good. Hey, Will, in the chat, we're not going to answer your question because if you ask it 37 times, um, we're going to purposely ignore your question. So just just stop, man. Um, we get it. <laughs> so <laughs> we, will, um, we will get to some of these guys. Don't yeah, worry, as we'll we, as we go those, through. But not if you ask 50 times. Uh, so yeah, so Cavs, you know, we'll, 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 let's see what else they do. They still need some wing players. I think they need another shooter. I think they've got some stuff that they need to, to figure out. So, uh, I want to go back to something on Chicago that we kind of, uh-huh. uh, skip past. Um, Zach Levine, uh, saying he wants a con new contract. Um, you know, that came uh-huh. out. So clearly they're not doing a contract extension and renegotiation. Um, and with an extension, I'm not sure that they're going to do, um, you know, that either. Um, because I just think Levine will, will forget some, uh, so, you know, but he would give up some money there. So I, I think that starts to be the, the challenge for him on that one. So I think ultimately mm-hmm. we will see, um, you know, we will see him go into free agency, but you know, at least he's made his feelings known. He wants paid. Yeah. Yeah. And whether that's with Chicago or somebody else, we'll see, but this is part of why Chicago is, is pushing so hard to make the playoffs. They want to show Zach Levine, look, you can win here. We are going to do this. Yep. Um, let's talk. Let's go Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Yeah. They get the number one draft pick. Cade Cunningham. Now there uh, made some moves. <laughs> had to I'm sign not, a couple I'm, bigs, right? That's what you yeah. do if you're Troy Weaver. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> sign right. A couple centers. Um, I don't know how yeah, I feel right. about what the Pistons did today. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> I kind of like it actually. Okay. I, I, I think um, I think Kelly Olynyk played pretty well. Um, I mm-hmm. think he gives them a guy who fits at least as good as what Mason Plumley would have given them. A um, little odd that you're replacing him. He's coming in to replace Plumley. You could say, why not just keep Plumley? But you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of get it. Uh, Trey Lyles, then, you know, another big. They, they didn't really have, um, you know, anybody on this roster other than kind of Jeremy Grant, who was more four or five ish. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy Grant, you're you're talking extreme small ball um, if you're going to play him at him at the five. So, yeah. So I kind of like those two guys. I, I think that they'll both be solid along with Isaiah Stewart returning, um, you know, there. And then they re-signed Corey Joseph, who they had waived uh, a couple days earlier. So they waived him because uh, he had a very small guarantee. So then they're going to bring him back. Uh, and then on the losses side, lost Wayne Ellington to the Lakers. Um, not a it's a, this is going to sound weird when I say this. Not a huge loss for Detroit because he wasn't playing that much. But that is a nice uh, pickup for the Lakers. But we'll get to mm-hmm. that on the Lakers side. Um, and then Mason Plumley, of course, will get traded to the Charlotte Hornets. So I think. Uh, 
plus day, a positive day for, for the Pistons. None of those contracts were crazy. I think they were all, you know, right within the realm that made sense. I I feel like it's a bit of an overpay for Olenek. And I and okay. I like look, trust me, Olenek has lit up my Lakers plenty of times, right? It's <laughs> it's happened. So I get it. I think there's some appeal there. It's it's a bit more than I would have, but again, it's not bad. It's not terrible, sure. but yeah. it's a little bit more than I was expecting to see Kelly Olenek go for. So that that was my one kind of quibble with their uh with I their moves today. But yeah. otherwise, can't, but again, it's it's a minor that. thing. It's a minor yeah. thing. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, Pacers. Pacers. Yep. Let's yeah. go Indiana. Yeah. So they, they resigned TJ McConnell. They're going to bring in Tory Craig uh, from the Phoenix Suns. Um, that's the kind of some part of their additions. And I like then, that uh, deal. The Tory Craig the, the, one. The, 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 the Tory Craig. I just thought it was a, yeah. just a solid. You know, it was, it, it was a single. Right. They hit a yep. single on that one. Yep. Yeah, and that's it, right? They can't all be home runs. Sometimes yep. you you hit hit enough singles and you're and you're gonna win games. So yeah, I like the Tory Craig edition for them too. Gives them uh uh along with McConnell, that's kind of scrappy defense, right? Behind yep. a bunch of guys in their opening group that it's not that they're necessarily bad defensive players, but those two coming in, you know, they'll come in behind Brogdon, Laver, Warren, and really kind of change games uh, a little bit. Um, lost Doug McDermott. That's kind of a big loss. Um, you know, yeah. had a really, really good year for them as a shooter uh, off the bench. And then they're going to trade Aaron Holiday to the uh, Washington uh, Wizards um, They in the uh, one of the draft day trades that they made. So, um, but yeah, I think overall I'm okay with this. Holiday was Clearly mm-hmm. behind Brogdon and then a re-signed McConnell anyway. Um, so moving him to get in some younger guys via the draft, not the worst thing. And, yeah, and I like that Torrey Craig one. We'll see what they do. Um, they need to get a backup big man. They're, they're really shy uh, there because McDermott was, in effect, their backup four. And then let's see what happens with Miles Turner. There was a lot yeah. of trade buzz around Miles Turner. That's probably going to continue. Yeah, that's not going anywhere. So I would expect there could be a move there. Uh, you know, it could be this week that we see something really come mm-hmm. to fruition. Once once the free agent frenzy kind of dies down, which we're we're not out of the woods yet on that, but, it, but that's going to yeah. happen. And then we're going to see some more teams focus in on, on trades now that they've got a sense for what they've got. Uh, the Bucks, the Bucks. I mean, Bobby Portis, he's, yeah. they love him there. And I was happy to see him him stick in uh, in Milwaukee. Bobby Portis resigned using his non-bird rights, so he didn't even yeah. take the taxpayer mid-level. So they still have that open. He took the yep. kind of the least amount he could from the box um, while while maximizing you know their non-bird rights. So you know that that's really good. My guess is when it comes out, that'll be a one plus one. He'll opt yep. out next year, and then they'll be able to resign him to a much bigger contract uh, when they have his early bird rights. And then I mentioned they added Semi Ojale. Yeah, he's fine. Um, you know, he's he's it's oddly enough, the guy he's best positioned to defend is a big ball handling forward like mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo, so at least he'll make him work in practice, I guess. Um, and then PJ Tucker, though, that's a huge loss for them, and they have no way to replace him because they yep. they all they have left is the taxpayer mid level. So they're gonna get somebody because as we mentioned before. Guys are starting to get squeezed uh, on you know money and opportunity yep. and spaces. They're they're the champs. They should be right back in title contention next year. So they'll get somebody good with the taxpayer mid level. But but yeah, not losing Tucker, especially losing him to a conference uh, rival. That that's really tough. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when he was one of your main weapons against the high scoring wings in the NBA that they're likely to see on their path through the playoffs. So the defending champs, I, I do think that that's a a loss. 
for them, like a significant loss. And maybe they can try to find somebody with that taxpayer mid level to somewhat replace that. But PJ Tucker was pretty good for them, so that that definitely hurts. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that that one that one's tough. So, but you know, they're the champs; they'll be all right. Yeah. All right, let's talk about a team that spent some money today: the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks spent, spent some big money, <laughs> big money, but but that yeah. was money that is well worth it. Absolutely, yeah. money they should spend, and they should be absolutely thrilled that they uh, are getting Trey Young locked up now. Yep. So what Trey Young agreed to was the uh, quote unquote rookie supermax extension, if you will. Um, so if he uh, qualifies for that, uh, two hundred and seven million. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the same deal we're going to see Luka Doncic eventually agree to here. Uh, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander um, signed a deal that could be the supermax if he hits, uh, you know, certain escalators in there. But Trey Young uh, is, you know, c- coming out of the gates, and it looks like that's that's where he'll be. And all he has to do is kind of repeat, you know, his performance of the last year, which he should at least be able to do, um, and go yeah, give a quick Team USA update down. 49 to 31 uh late in the first half so uh not necessarily looking good for 49 to 31 40 to 31 oh 40 40 40 to 31 i mean that's still bad but i might have said 49 i apologize if i did but 40 to 31 yeah uh, they're starting to pick up the defense a little bit so uh yeah and then atlanta's uh added uh gorgie jang um, mm-hmm. He's coming in. He's going to be kind of the replacement for Onyeka Kongwu early in the season, who's out with them um, after having shoulder surgery. He'll miss the beginning part of the year. They re-signed Solomon Hill, uh, you know, kind of versatile forward who I know they liked, uh, had his moments with them. And then they're going to trade out Chris Don, Bruno Fernando, and they're going to add um, uh, DeLon Wright from, from the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, we think, whenever that trade gets completed. Uh, so they've kind of filled their backup point guard spot. They filled their backup big man spot and they signed Trey Young to an extension. The Hawks are probably done this offseason. Yeah. Yep. Oh, John Collins. Geesh. They got to still resign him. Yeah, oh, that hasn't happened yes. yet. But he's restricted. <laughs> so, he's restricted. He's restricted so. and it's starting, it's, you know, it's starting to get And there's a little, not many places for him here. to go. Yeah, yeah. But they just, to be fair and clear and sure. precise, they still need to do that. It, it's late, guys. It's after one o'clock here. <laughs> that's, that's right. Where I am. Uh, Charlotte. Uh, let's um, talk about them. Yeah, you're going to add Mason Plumley as we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost Devontae Graham and uh, Cody Zeller. Devontae Graham's headed out in a sign-in trade to the New Orleans Pelicans. They get a yep. first-round pick for him, so we'll find out what the protections nice. are on that pick. Um, but if they're not too bad, I, I like that. You know, that's that's you know, he was going to be their third or fourth guard anyway. So mm-hmm. you know, now you recoup a first-round pick. That that's pretty good value. Uh, there, Cody Zeller. You know, Plumley. Plumley's Zellers, Plumley's Zellers, you know, <laughs> take your pick. Um, you know, I, you know, I kind of like Cody Zeller. We'll talk about he's going to the Trailblazers. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. when we get to them. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, th- I think, um, you know, Mason Plumley, he'll be fine for them. You know, you can run mm-hmm. some offense through him a little bit at the elbows. I'll uh, be a good finisher in the, you know, pick and roll lob game with Ball and Hayward and Rozier. So, you know, hey, well, let, let's see what else Charlotte does. You know, but right now, you know, they're probably at least even, I guess, with where they were last year, maybe a little bit worse yeah. after losing Devontae Graham. Yeah, but then again, you're going to get some just organic growth from some of their young players. I think that's what they're going to be banking on in order to to hit you know the next level and see real improvement. Um, the Miami Heat, the big the big winner, right, of, of free agency so far, at least the biggest mover, picking up <laughs> yeah. Kyle, Kyle Lowry. 
get the okay. get, they win the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, send out uh, Precious Achua and uh, Goran Dragic in order to get Kyle Lowry coming in. Uh, there's rumors swirling about DeMar DeRozan maybe being in play for them. They've got some other moves kind of up their sleeve here. Bring back Duncan Robinson. Uh, also, they landed uh, P.J. Tucker. So, look, they, they've made some real moves here, and they're trying to position themselves as a major, major, major contender here in the East. Yeah, I think the DeRozan stuff is dead after the Tucker acquisition because he, yeah. he took uh, the vast majority of the uh, the, the non-taxpayer mid-level. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll see. Uh, they also, I'm um, going to add, they re-signed Dwayne Dedman, uh, Duncan Robinson, as you said. Uh, what was it, five years, 90 million? 90, yeah. Uh, for Robinson. So, you know, we've been saying Joe Harris money. Well, that's, you know, Joe Harris money. Joe money. Harris money. Uh, yeah. Right there. Um, and then uh, uh, Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, they're two two-way players, got bumped up to standard deals on the minimum. Um, Vincent has played kind of well. He's, he's playing for Nigeria or played for Nigeria in the Olympics mm-hmm. and, you know, did all right. And then, uh, Struess is a shooter. So, uh, this team did still need shooting. Uh, you, you, they resigned Robinson, but they still need shooting. Uh, and then Trevor Reza, they lost him, uh, to, to the Lakers. So, you know, good day for the heat though. Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Oh, and then Jimmy Butler is going to sign an extension too and yep. add on to his contract. So let's see what they look like in two, three years. <laughs> but if you're, uh, right. if you're Coming off a championship run, you don't really care two, three years from now what your team really looks like. So, you know, um, still, I think they need another big, um, mm-hmm. you know, on this team. Uh, you know, somebody who can be more of a four uh, around Tucker there. And then, you know, their depth just it, it's not great for the regular season for an older team. Um, you, you need to add a little bit more depth to this roster. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Uh, I do have a question here from the chat. Somebody asking, sure. could they could they still be a landing spot for Victor Oladipo? We've heard rumors about him potentially signing somewhere on a minimum. Yeah. Or do you think they're just yeah. out on him? I'm gonna see. Um, I don't know. Right with, with that one, I I think there was an opportunity there where they could resign him because um, they do have his full bird right. So they could resign him and just, you know, make sure they stay under the hard cap. You know, I, I think they're about six, 7 million under the hard cap right now um, potentially. So I think that they, they could do that. And then um, they, they could maybe, you know, br- bring him in. <laughs> I don't know what Woj bomb I dropped. Somebody said dropping a Woj bomb. I'm not sure what they meant in the chat, um, <laughs> but it's a, uh, yeah, I think um, you know ultimately what you could see him do is if they could find a way to bring him back, I think he'd return to Miami, continue his rehab, try to build back his value. If not, then I think you know there's any number of teams where he could go to to try and do a similar thing. Uh, but nobody's going to extend big money to Victor Oladipo right now because he hasn't proved he can stay healthy and be uh, anything resembling the player that he was previous. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see where he winds up, but um, it's going to be a prove it situation no matter where he winds up going. Yeah. Uh, the, the big mover, the big mover yeah. of the day, your Orlando Magic, Keith. Yeah, my, I'm just going to take a break. I'll be back in like an hour when you're done going over yeah, right? everything the Magic did, right? Yeah. Uh, they lost Otto Porter Jr. The end. The end. Um, yeah. That's it. I mean, that's it, right? They, they, there's not a lot for this team to do. They have a lot of roster mm-hmm. spots spoken for. They're clearly building around their kids. There's been trade buzz around Terrence Ross mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah, we'll see if he, you know, stays on this team. Um, Jeff Weltman, their president of basketball operations, he's leery of going, you know, fully all young guys. Um, you want at least a handful of veterans to help lead them uh, in the locker room, and they, they like Terrence Ross for that. But, yeah, as for now, they lost Otto Porter Jr. to the Warriors and nothing else. So let's see, you know, uh, what, what, what where Orlando goes from here because, uh, you know, nowhere to go but do more than that. 
uh, Wizards. I mean, trade away Russell Westbrook. That's the move that they're going to be making here on uh, on the 6th when that's possible. Uh, yep. We'll see exactly what that deal looks like. Sometimes these things can change a little bit. Sure. Uh, but but the, the basic idea is Russell Westbrook going out in exchange for Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, plus the 22nd pick, which they already flipped, turned it into, I believe it was the 31st pick, and uh, Aaron Holiday. And, yeah. then, and then for the Washington Wizards, you've also got the rumor that Spencer Dinwiddie is on his way on a three-year, $60 million deal that will have to be a sign-and-trade with the Brooklyn Nets. They'd have to be kicking something back there. We'll see how they actually execute that. I would not that. be surprised if they roped this in with the Lakers trade. Then that becomes okay. a big trade there because that would be the way to avoid the aggregation problem with mm-hmm. the players they're acquiring from the Lakers. You could then ship them direct to Brooklyn. Uh, Dinwiddie goes goes to Washington, Westbrook goes to the Lakers, and then off we go, and everybody's yeah. happy. So uh, my guess is that's probably what happens here. It just seems to be the way that makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, so they're there's gonna have some they're gonna have some you know figuring out to do, but yeah. Washington they lost Alex Len to yes uh, to the Sacramento Kings. So. Yep. Other than that, all right, West. Let's West. head West, young man. Let's do it. Uh, Denver Nuggets. Let's go. Oh, we're you know? going there. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll go northwest first. So we'll go. Perfect. Uh, we'll go Denver Nuggets. Um, you know what? This is a team that gosh, they just need to get healthy. You hate seeing uh, what's gone gone on with them injury wise. That's that's certainly a, a challenge for them. Be if they're healthy, they can be one of the top teams in the Western Conference. But mm, that that's been a struggle for them lately. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on what on what the Nuggets have done? So far, I mean, look at say like a guy like Jamichael Green. Yeah, so resigning Jamichael Green, resigning Will Barton, resigning Austin Rivers, mm-hmm. uh, adding Jeff Green, and then they lost uh, Javale McGee. Uh, so essentially, Jamichael Green is coming back as their backup big behind Jokic, uh, along with Jeff Green. Jeff Green has played uh, significant minutes now as a backup small ball five. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also like Zeke Naji, their second-year big man. They're going to work him into the rotation a little bit more. So the McGee loss is you know, not that big. Uh, resigning Barton was a must. They, they had to do that to keep um, you know some backcourt scoring, I, my mm-hmm. guess, as he starts at the two uh, to open the year, probably alongside uh, Monte Morris, who's you know, most likely guy to start next to him. And then when Jamal Murray comes back, uh, Barton can either go to the bench or maybe they bring Murray off the bench uh, for you know whatever point he's back this year you know with that and then Austin Rivers who played pretty well for them um, mm-hmm. as a late season depth signing you know they're bringing him back as well I think the big thing was they they all these contracts are short I think uh, two years for Barton uh, Jamichael Green and Jeff Green and then Rivers is only one year um, so yeah so they 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 do what they could to kind of keep things as clean as they can uh, for a team that's gotten a little bit more expensive um, than I think they planned right away um, so we'll see you know how, how that comes together but you know for now um, I kind of like it for for Denver I, I think um, you know they did a good job of keeping themselves uh, armed and ready to go in the Western Conference I, I really like the the addition of Jeff Green I mean that's uh yeah. he's just a nice versatile player and I I think you tweeted this it's not for the minimum yeah finally that's a big that's a big deal for him <laughs> yeah I want to say he was on like five or six straight minimum contracts yeah. it was since his deal in Orlando uh, for fifteen million every year since he's been on a minimum so yeah good good for Jeff Green all right uh, moving on to Minnesota and 
I, I, for the life of me, I don't know what, what exactly nope. Minnesota did. Yeah, they <laughs> haven't done anything yet in free agency. It's the Prince for Rubio trade. Um, yeah, you know, that, that'll that's happen about it. Uh, there. So, um, uh, yeah, so that, that, that'll that be it. I, I mean, I guess trading Rubio makes some sense. You, you know, uh, if you're really committed to D'Angelo Russell being at the point uh, the whole, whole time there. Hold on. Let's see. We're going right to halftime here with Team USA. Okay. And he's... 43-43 at the half. Oh, uh, okay. Up. Guy from Spain like missed the uh, missed the long one. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you're moving off of Rubio, so you're going to have to really commit to D'Angelo Russell at the point. Probably bring back Jordan McLaughlin behind him is my guess. He's been on a two-way. Probably elevate him to the main roster. Mm-hmm. There's still a ton of point guards out there, so might be able to poach one of them. And then Torian Prince comes in, and I think that's kind of all right to give them a little bit of forward depth. Uh, he's more of a pure four that they have not had on that roster in a while. But, yeah, it was always going to be a little quiet because this team's just too tight against the tax to do much agreed all right okc trying to prove everybody wrong who thought they were trying to move <laughs> shea gilgis alexander they said no that's not what we call him anymore now we call him pay gilgis alexander oh, uh, that. yeah that's what that's you get right. here at 1 that's in the right morning on, that's uh, what happens that's <laughs> what happens and this is people have been mentioning it in the chat trevor with his second straight live stream that's right this is like going on hour three of of live streaming for me yeah so yeah, I'm 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 hanging in there though. But but Shea Gildress Alexander gets a gets a big new contract. That was good to see. And then um I, I gotta bring this up. We heard the, the news broke or, or the rumor broke anyway, that OKC was considering offering Spencer Dinwiddie two years forty million total, so twenty million per season, with the goal of trading him like as soon as they possibly could, flipping him. And what would they trade him for, Keith? More picks yeah because that's what they need <laughs> that's, they, what that's they 100% need. what that team needs yeah it's it you know i mean we talked this on the draft show if you guys want to go back and watch that one i kind of you know but uh, had a little fit about it I, I didn't like um you know that very much so yeah it's uh you know well we'll see you know we'll you know where okc goes but shigil just alexander that's huge you know i'm glad yeah. they, they you know inked him to that contract uh you know i think it's five years 172 is the base i want to yeah. say right in that range and that it's got the escalator language so if he somehow makes all nba team or anything like that um then he bumps up to that full uh 207 which is the trey young that's where uh, uh luka Doncic will be so yeah so I, I think that's um you know you know a pretty good um you know, spot for them to be uh, there. And then they re-signed Mike Muscala. Um, that was a little bit of a surprise, but they've always liked him there. Um, they, they, they like that he's kind of, you know, a vet big um, mm-hmm. in there to work with their other, you know, young bigs. So like uh, Alexei Pokashevsky and those guys. So I'm just remembering, Keith, like it was one of my, it was one of my favorite, like just understated tweets of the night. It just popped back into my head that when the Mike Muscala thing came across, I remember my tweet deck is just, you know, going berserk right like because there's so much going on and and i just saw just enough of yours i think you tweeted something like like in response to mike muscala you just tweeted like i mean okay yeah (laughs) or whatever like i guess 
I guess that's yeah, yeah. something like like that. Yeah. Where I was like, yep, yeah. yeah, that that's that is it. That's the reaction to yeah. Mike Muscala. Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> uh, they already traded Moses Brown and Al Horford out. Mm. Uh, they they added Derek Favors in case anybody had forgotten that had happened in a salary dump from Utah, and then Kemba mm-hmm. Walker. Clearly, um, they added him. We'll see if you know maybe one of these teams that misses out on a point guard gets a little more interested in Kemba Walker. You know, potentially in, yeah. in a trade. As of right now, I would guess no. Um, you know, with, with that, but you do have the Knicks. Everything that they did, other than re-signing Derrick Rose, um, they did not add a uh, point guard uh, yeah. today, other than Derrick Rose. So, you know, let's see what the Knicks do on day two. They've got about seven million more in cap space, um, right. so that could be targeted at one of these guys who hasn't been signed yet. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, we'll see when we get there. Portland Trailblazers, uh, their big deal was re-signing Norman Powell. Uh, yep. Five years, ninety million. Um, so big chunk of change for Norman Powell, but Duncan you know, Robinson money, there. man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is. <laughs> we'll refer to it as that now. The Duncan Robinson deal. Uh, but they added Ben McLemore uh, from the Lakers, uh, likely yep. to be a minimum contract uh, there. Um, that he, he was going to get squeezed out by I think um, more sure things um, in L.A. Wayne Ellington. You know, yeah, yeah, that's it. And that's exactly it. Wayne Ellington. You know, well, again, we'll talk it when we get to the Lakers, but that's mm-hmm. what happened there. But I like that for Portland. They needed somebody who could, you know, knock down some shots. And then they added Cody Zeller. He's going to be their new backup big. My guess is they're moving on from Ennis Cantor. Um, so Zeller will team uh, team up behind um, Yusuf Nurkic there. And then they lost Zach Collins. We'll, we're going to come back to that one. Oh, believe yes. me. We're we'll going to come back to that one. We're going to finish with that. Spurs, but yeah, yeah. Well, all right. That's perfect. We'll finish with that one. I'll go on a yeah. rant at That's the end be of the fun. show here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know that any of these moves are got Damian Lillard saying, you know, let, let me, uh, nope. you know, be a buy more real estate here in Portland and really, really, uh, you know, lock down even further. But, you know, it, it's a start at least, you know, re-signing Norman Powell, adding Cody Zeller. You know, all right, let, let's see where they go from here. And, and the word was circulating that the Blazers are saying they want to keep both McCollum and Lillard. Um, yep. To me, that suggests that they weren't getting their asking price met for McCollum because I think it's pretty clear that it's time to to make a move. But if, if, if you know you're not going to sell the guy for pennies on the dollar, so I think that's yeah, probably what's, God, what's going the on. McCollum Simmons trade already, and just so we can all move <laughs> yes. on, so we can like, all. It, just feel, just... it feels like it, it, it's funny. It feels like uh, maybe I'm dating myself a little bit here, but Ross, Rachel, like like we know it's going to oh, happen. God. Just just do it already, right? Like <laughs> we're almost there. Uh, <laughs> they were on a break. That's it. Um, <laughs> break. Pivot. The, um, pivot. <laughs> <laughs> well, pivot to the Utah Jazz. Oh, look, look at that. Segway. Look at that. Guy's, That's impressive. Don't call us the best front office show on YouTube for nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Utah lost Derek Favors. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Headed off to OKC. We didn't really say OKC. They're going to treat him like Al Horford, try to rebuild his value, see if they can you know build him back up and turn him into something and then trade him later. Uh, Matt Thomas, they they waived. Um, they, they acquired him late, a shooter from Toronto. But their big deal, re-signed Mike Conley. That's why they got rid of favors. Uh, hmm. Three years, I want to say it was about 74, 75 million for Conley. Um, so roughly 24 to 25 million a year. Um, not bad. You know, I think that's fine for him coming off his first All-Star game. Uh, they had to re-sign him. No way they could have replaced him uh, with anything. You know, and there were a couple teams, you know, we'd heard Dallas maybe interested. So, yeah, I, I think Utah, quietish day, but kind of did what they had to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? They they got Mike Conley back, and so that's you know that's the important thing for them. Um, 
Pacific. Okay, so somebody mentioned in the chat, Trevor, I didn't know you did this too. Yeah, not only do I do this too, but uh, you should definitely subscribe to the NBA Front Office Absolutely. YouTube Please channel while, while you are at it. All right, uh, we get it, man. USA, we get it. We're, we're all psyched about the USA. Calm, calm yep. down now. He's he's still reacting to uh, the Gold Cup from last night. That's got to be <laughs> what, it, what it is. Oh, right? <laughs> man, how great was that? That was awesome. That, that, was, that was a lot All of fun. Right. We'll, we'll save everybody from that at uh, 1.30 yes. in the morning soccer breakdowns. Uh, Golden State Warriors lost Kent Bazemore, headed off mm-hmm. to the Lakers. Um, we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, added Otto Porter Jr. And Paul, Otto Porter Jr. came in on the minimum. Uh, Chris Amazing. Haynes reported he had uh, offers uh, for more than that for two years at probably the taxpayer mid-level amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went to the Warriors for one year on the minimum, so you know that that's good work because that leaves that that taxpayer mid level open for them to go sign somebody else, which you know, but presumably they will do at some point. So you know, here's the thing with Otto Porter Jr. Um, he was starting to look a little uh, rotund like me uh, for a while there, so you gotta um, you know chill, chill a little bit on this one. But if he's healthy, he can shoot, he can rebound. You know, a decent uh, backup forward uh, for for Golden State. Yeah, so that, I mean that's a that's a steal for them at that price. I know everybody yeah, was shocked. At the minimum, yeah, yeah. They got him at the minimum. They are still a team that's rumored to be pursuing Patty Mills when the Auto Porter yeah. deal first broke. We said, oh, then they're out on Patty Mills because they obviously had to use their taxpayer mid level to get Auto Porter. They did not. Got him yeah. on a minimum, so that's uh, that's potentially they could still get both those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Clippers they resigned Nick Batum. So mm-hmm. that's the, their thing. Um, Kawhi Leonard, I mean, now it's got to be that he's going back to the Clippers, or, you know, unless he's going to really uh, throw everyone a curve and re-sign with the Spurs, um, which I, you know, that, that you know, is not, if that happens, I will walk uh, to San Antonio to personally greet his airplane uh, from here <laughs> in Orlando. Um, so, yeah, so he's going to return to the Clippers. The question is what kind of contract, right? Yeah. I think that that's all we're waiting on now is, you know, he'll be back with the Clippers. And then, of course, does he play? At all this upcoming season, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, what will that look like? But re-signing Nick Batum became big, you know, became a very important player for that team, um, you know. And then with Kawhi out, they they really needed to bring him back. Uh, they still also have the taxpayer mid level to spend, so you know, good chunk of change for the Clippers to to still be working with here. All right, moving on to my Los Angeles Lakers. Keith, this is this is one of the weirdest nights that I can remember for the Lakers. In that every single player that they came to terms with, that they agreed to terms with, <laughs> is a former Laker. Former four Laker. guys. It's four crazy. guys. All former Lakers. Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington. They bring all of these guys back. And yet, here we are. You've got all the, these pieces coming in. And they are all former Lakers. And, of course, Dwight Howard. I don't know why I left him out there. But, um, look, th- this is a team that has a lot of roster spots to fill. They had 10 open. They only had five players under contract. And that's including a non-guaranteed guy in Alfonso McKinney. So plenty of roster spots to fill. Uh, these are all, I believe, veteran minimum guys that they're bringing in. All, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. All, all guys that they brought in, they still have that taxpayer mid-level exception to use. But veterans, uh, I'm seeing a lot of jokes about how old this Lakers team is right now. Like right now, Taylor Horton Tucker technically is a, is still a restricted free agent. So the young guy on the roster is Anthony Davis at 28 <laughs> and everybody else is over 30. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of it in those terms, but sure. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's, so that's what the that Lakers are looking funny. at right now. You've yeah. got all old guys and all 
former Lakers that they've brought in. But, I mean, it's, cl- it's clear what they're looking for. Two things. Threes and defense. And when yeah. you look look at it through that lens, this all makes sense. With Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, of course, being the shooter. And I liked the decision to go with Wayne. I, I really think it probably came down to, okay, if we're getting Wayne Ellington, then we're not bringing back Ben McLemore because you've got some, some duplication yeah. there. And I prefer a Wayne Ellington of the two. A little bit better coming off of screens and things of that nature. And just a higher percentage shooter overall. Uh, and then Dwight Howard coming back. Uh, I don't think they ever really intended to lose Dwight Howard to the 76ers to begin with. Uh, he comes back into town. He's a big body. He's not going to play a ton of minutes because if he plays a ton of minutes, he's going to foul out. But yeah. um, but he's physical, can take some of that burden off of Anthony Davis in, in you know, some minutes here and there. So no problems, but uh, but there's a lot more still to come because they still have plenty of uh, open roster spots. Yeah, and the taxpayer mid-level, just like we said with the Clippers, with the Warriors, a couple yep. teams in the East, it's starting to look like a little bit more spending power than maybe it did a couple days ago uh, just because guys are starting to get squeezed. So there's a good chance. I still think you know they need a point guard, right, because you could have somebody behind Westbrook um, after uh, – uh, Caruso left, um, you know, Horton well, Tucker can do that a little bit, but I mm-hmm. think you want at least a pure uh, point guard in there. They, they, they scream like a team that could use somebody like Ish Smith, right? You know, I think he would be, you know, a great fit there. Patty Mills, of course, if, if they could, they're you one know, of the teams that down. on him. Um, yeah. Who the hell knows what happens with Dennis Schroeder now? That's the other thing. Um, you know, you know, I never campaign for people to get fired, but he's going to have a tough conversation with his agent, I imagine, yeah. um, after turn, turning that down. Or his agent's going to be like, I told you to sign that four years, $84 million, right. uh deal or however that went. So, yeah, I, I really don't know, you know what, what he's going to do because the Spurs don't need a point guard. OKC already had him, and they don't need another guard. Um, if <laughs> I mean, the Knicks, maybe, but they've only got $7 million. Um, and signing trades don't seem to be there. So Schroeder might be a guy who's on the you know uh, non-taxpayer mid-level somewhere, you know, but probably only for a year is my guess, and then tries to get back into the market and get back to a better place. But, yeah, uh, you know, definitely misplayed his hand. Dude, this is – we've been talking about this for weeks now. We've talked about this, that, that there were more point guards out there than there were landing spots. And at some point, yep. the, you know, for playing musical chairs, the music was going to stop and there were going to be some guys left standing when the money ran out and that it could very well be Dennis Schroeder. That if you went through ranking these guys, hey, would you rather have Spencer Dinwiddie or Dennis Schroeder? I think most people say Spencer Dinwiddie. Would you rather have Chris Paul? Would you rather have Lonzo Ball? Would you rather, you know, all these other yep. point guards are on the market. Dennis Schroeder was kind of the low man on the totem pole. And that's exactly how this has played out so far. Um, and I, I'm having a hard time coming up with a landing spot for him at this point. So we'll see where this goes, but yeah, it's almost like a mini Nerland's Noel situation. If you think back to when he turned down that deal with the Dallas Mavericks, that was yeah, like 72 call. million or something. Dennis Schroeder, same yep. thing, turned down four years, 84 million with the Lakers. And now, um, doesn't seem to have an obvious landing spot. He'll be somewhere, but yeah, I, he's, course, yeah. he's not getting that deal back that he, that he had before. So it's going to be interesting to Might see what happens. Not get a starting job. You that know, too. I mean, that's the other thing. You know, maybe the Pelicans look at him, right? But I, I, I'm guessing with Graham, Kira Lewis, and Nikhil Alexander Walker, yeah. they probably feel kind of all right. I mean, I guess if you could get him for next to nothing, you know, then maybe you do it there. But yeah, it's it's a tough spot. I know there were a lot of people hitting me up on Twitter yeah. um, as uh, you know, I think through this show and the appearances I made with you, you all in Lakers Nation, um, Laker fans are hitting me up saying, "Hey, any chance we could still do a sign and trade?" 
I mean, I guess in theory, I just don't know where there, there's just not a place that jumps out right. that is screaming, you know, we, we need to go get Dennis Schroeder right now. So, you know, especially when Reggie Jackson's still out there, Kendrick mm. Nunn, yes. Patty Mills, you know, that that's the challenging part there too. So, you know, let's see, you know, where, where, uh, you know, this one plays out, but yeah, you know, I think the the Lakers, I think they had a good day. You know, I, I, I think all the guys they signed, yeah, we can make the jokes about them being old mm-hmm. and stuff, but you know they all have a fit. They all you know, will play a role, and more to come. Right, the the next couple of days. Yep. Uh, Phoenix, right? I, Phoenix? I yeah. think they yeah. got the bargain of the day today. Like that that that, right. Cam, that right. Cameron Payne contract. I mean, and especially yeah. especially one, when uh, just for just the timing of it, because the Cameron Payne contract hit, and then the TJ McConnell contract hit. I think a lot of people would put them in similar tiers. Uh, ooh, makes camera makes that Cameron Payne deal look even better. I believe it's three years, nineteen million. I loved what the Suns did there. I don't know how much I like the Chris Paul. I think they kind of had to do it. Oh, uh, I think it's great. You like you think it's okay? Why? Yeah, I have no problem. Okay, but yeah. is he's going to be fifty-seven when the deal is over, Keith? Right, like. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. So here's the thing with the Chris Paul okay. contract. Um, you knocked fifteen, almost fifteen million off this year. So already you did pretty Fair. good. Yeah. Um, you know, next year, our big number, but if he's what he was this year, you're happy to pay him thirty million mm-hmm. next year. And it sounds like the third year is only partially guaranteed and the fourth year might be fully non guaranteed. Um, okay. So, I did not know that. Yeah, that, that's so a big that's, deal. That's the thing. Yeah. We'll we'll see when that goes official, what that actually looks like, um, with those. But that's there's been some reporting on that. And if you look at the way the initial our reports came out of can be worth up to mm-hmm. um 120 million, that's always a trigger for me of all right, there's some kind of weird language in here, an option, incentive, something else. So yeah, so I don't mind it. I you know, they're gonna be fine. You know, I think Chris Paul's, you know, I I you know me. I think you know he'll be dribbling into pull up elbow jump shots until he's fifty yep. if he wants to. Uh yeah, and I think campaign, great. Uh they added JaVale McGee, you know, uh this team that's without Dario Sarge. Mm-hmm. Uh, for um, probably all of next season. So adding JaVale McGee, you know, I think is a really good addition for them. And then Torrey Craig, that's a loss. I like him uh, uh, moving on to the Pacers. Um, but they have a lot of wings there in Phoenix yeah. already, you know, with Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder and uh, Cam Johnson. So I don't know how much Craig was going to play, you know, for them anyway. So, yeah, but I I, I like the JaVale McGee addition quite quite a bit for them because I think um, he makes a lot of sense. And you, you can run a lot of that same, um, you know, rim run lob mm-hmm. actions that you run with DeAndre Aiden with JaVale McGee. You know, um, and then, you know, and of course you get the bonus of he's going to do something silly at some point right. that you didn't expect. And, you know, and that's always fun. Absolutely. Ja- JaVale McGee is is a lot of fun. He can be frustrating at times, but but he's a lot of fun, too, oh, of course. Um, that, that you can enjoy uh, seeing him play out there. And I, I agree on the Chris Paul thing. If you've got a portion of that, that, that was my big concern is the back end of that contract. But if you've protected yourself by making at least a portion of it non-guaranteed. OK, then then I would uh, yeah. withdraw my complaint on on that one. Um. The yep. Sacramento Kings. I mean, the, the big move yeah. bringing back Rashawn Holmes. We talked about paying centers. I believe. What do they give him? Fifty-five million for Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this okay. one real quick. This is this one wins the award for most creatively uh, uh, de- descriptor of a contract Ooh. of the night. They cannot pay him that much. Um, they're restricted to his early bird. The most they can pay him is about forty-seven ish million. Mm. So. 
it, so what they worded it was up to 55 million or whatever it was. And then it said, cause it includes a trade kicker and all this. So the only way he's ever going to get that amount is if they actually trade him. Okay. <laughs> so that's already, you know, I mean, maybe it's just that it's almost two in the morning. I find that way funnier than well, maybe it really should most be. Most teams wouldn't present uh, it that way though. Right. Like, no, that's yeah, why it's just weird. Yeah. That, that was just an agent, you know, trying to say, Hey, it could end up worth this much. And even that was a little too much right. that it's only about 53 million. It'll bump up to there. But all that silliness aside, um, great, great job. They had to keep him. Um, they kept him away from Dallas and a couple of these other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto was rumored to maybe be after him uh, with a limited ability to, to pay him. They they did what they could and, and kept him. The Mo Harkless contract, eh, I don't I don't know. I just don't get yeah. it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm not fully understanding why that was necessary. I guess, you know, they just wanted him for forward depth there. And then Alex Len um, coming in. Now, the question is, they're going to also add Tristan Thompson um, reportedly via trade. So now you got Holmes and Len and Thompson. That starts to be a lot, uh, especially when you consider Marvin Bagley's best minutes might be spent at the five. So let's see where, where they go. You know, it's the Kings. They're they're you know perpetually kind of weird, but the Holmes contract is a win for sure. Yeah, agreed. I think that's just fine. Uh, they look. This is a team that wants to make the playoffs. They want to kind of take that next step. Uh, we will mm-hmm. see if they get there. I don't know, but um, look, I can't complain too much about any of the moves they made here. And I think a Buddy Heald trade is happening sooner rather than later i think that's that's kind of the path that they're going to go down i think they thought they had a buddy heel trade done with the lakers and then that fell apart with the westbrook situation uh i think they'll pivot to something else it may take a little bit of time but i do think they, they will ultimately move on there trevor i just realized we had over 1500 people in here <laughs> what are you maniacs doing it's almost two o'clock in the morning yeah. on the east coast i love you guys that's right we love you all so much thank you for this support absolutely amazing you know, give yourself a round of applause in the chat for hanging out with us uh this late here on front office show here on youtube uh unbelievable love it it's front office show time man it's free agency yeah, it, man. this is this is must see tv right now yeah, you got to spend time with that's us. That's right. We love you for that. All right, let's uh, Dallas. Last division here. Let's go let's the Dallas yeah, Mavericks. Um, you know, Dallas is – I almost feel bad for the Dallas. I mean, they are the team that just is perpetually in the mix for stars <laughs> but just yeah. doesn't seem to land them. For whatever reason, they just they tend to get overlooked uh, for – and I thought, look – Kawhi, if he's going to go anywhere, man, wouldn't that be amazing? Luca and Kawhi Leonard, not going to happen. I thought the Reggie Bullock signing was fine. Like, if you've got Luca, like if you got Luca, yeah. surround him with shooters. Reggie Bullock makes some sense. Yeah. But overall, I don't know that the Mavs really took a big step forward here. Yeah, it was funny. Um, Josh Eberle on Twitter said something earlier in the day is the Mavs are like the Team Rocket um, from Pokemon. I think that. I think it's Pokemon is the name of the show, but you know, the guys who fight Pokemon, he's mm-hmm. like, they just get beat up. They, they come in with all these great plans and then get beat up for 25 minutes and it's over. <laughs> um, I said, they're kind of like Cobra and GI Joe where they take a whole bunch of shots, but never hit one. And then he's like, yeah, like stormtroopers in the hallway. So oh, we kind of yeah. covered all of the, uh, 
pop pop culture there references there for for the Mavs uh, free agency plans. But yeah, they came in, they could add all this cap space. Sounded like they were in on a whole bunch of stuff. And I mean, resigning Tim Hardaway Jr. I think that's good. You know, he already knows how to play with Luca. That's that's really good to have guys who know how to play with Luca. That's why they were content to move on from Josh Richardson because you know that fit wasn't very good there. So um, Moses Brown, who they got in the Richardson trade. All right, let's see. You know, they've done some stuff with athletic bigs who can do things in the past. Uh, Sterling Brown, all right. You know, don't hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, wing with size, just done some stuff. Shows he can do a little bit. The Bullock trade, as we said, kind of like that, or the signing. I like that one. Um, you know, let's see how they structure it. They might do it as a sign-in trade, bring him into the Josh Richardson uh, TPE that they created the other day, and then that would leave the mid-level for them to use. So if they do that, that's, you know, that that's a little more spending power. Sounds like they still would like to maybe get involved in a point guard. This could maybe be a Dennis Schroeder landing spot. Um, but I think a lot of that depends on, are they going to do something for Goran Dragic or not? Cause if they do Goran Dragic, then, then, no, they're then, not right. going to go spend any money on Dennis Schroeder uh, there. And then they're re-signing Boban. So, of course, they win free agency just for that. because they're re-signing Boban. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the the yep. Tim Hardaway Jr. contract, he's a tough shot maker. I worry that if that shooting percentage dips a little bit, that becomes less of a value there. But, look, I mean, with the, how well he played, you got to bring him back. And I'm going to continue to call it yep. the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. It is no longer the Kristaps Sporzingis trade. <laughs> um, yep. The Houston Rockets. Houston. Keith, sell me yeah, on, yeah. if you can, sell me on Daniel Tice. Why, why is this the right move? Yeah, I love Daniel Tice. I think he's great. I think he would have been a great fit on, you know, about seven or eight sure. other teams. I don't understand it too much with Houston. Okay. Um, you already have Christian Wood. Um, best position is the five. You drafted Alperin and Schengen. Um, Best position is probably going to be the five. Uh, you know, the kid that's getting uh, the the Jokic comps uh, for his offensive game, uh, and then Usman Garuba, who USA is playing against right now. Uh, quick update: Team USA is up fifty six to forty seven with six minutes to go in the third okay. quarter. So, starting to figure it out a little bit here. Um, but Garuba, maybe best position might be as a small ball five. So you go out and add another five. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I am thrilled for Daniel Tice that he got paid. Um, I think, you know, he's he's been good. This is going to get roped into. It's going to be weird. This one, it may actually tie to the Lakers creating a trade exception um, because I think what is going to happen here is uh, Houston has a Victor Oladipo trade exception mm-hmm. that they're highly unlikely to use. Um, so it sounds like they're, they may bring Tyson to that one, which would allow the Bulls to create a new trade exception, which they would bring Caruso into um, on a sign and trade. And then the Lakers, Lakers will will create a trade exception of you know roughly seven eight million okay. um, or so in the in that range. So so look for that. I I, I think think two things that are going to happen here with the Lakers. Um, Caruso is going to end up being a sign and trade with Houston and with Chicago. Uh, they'll create a pretty nice trade exception that you know will just a nice piece of tool to have roster building wise. Then I think the Westbrook trade gets roped into this Dinwiddie move because um, that'll be how those those a uh, couple of those players will get rerouted to Brooklyn. They're ju- just re- reading some tea leaves, thinking of the way these things should come together. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I'll tweet about that later uh, for those who want to read it in tweet form uh, before I, I uh, head off to dreamland mm-hmm. here at some point. Um, they lost Sterling Brown, lost Kelly Olenek. Um, here's where Tice, you want it sold a little bit. Um, he can shoot. 
He's a pretty good defender. He's already the best defensive big on this roster by far and away. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll be fine, I think, next to Christian Wood. I, my guess is they'll play together quite a bit because Olenek and Wood played together, I think, a very little bit. But, you know, because uh, Wood can score inside and outside, Tice is, you know, pretty good on the roll, uh, de- decent uh, jump shot on him. I think they'll play together some. And then the odd one to me, though, even more so than Tice, was resigning David Nawaba. Oh, uh, three 15 years, 15 million. Yep. million. Um, I like David Nwaba a lot, but that team's now got a ton, they have a ton of guards yeah. um, on, on that team. They've got uh, – I'm going to pull it up because I was running through it. But you've got um, Eric Gordon, uh, Kevin Porter. You just drafted Jalen Green. Yep. you got Jay Sean Tate. Um, already there. That's just a lot of guys. I, I, you know, I guess if you're Houston, you're going to be bad. So just you're just trying to add talent yep. and keep resources, and you know you'll let it all sort out as it comes. But yeah, just a l- little weird, I guess. Yeah, uh, indeed. And, and look, Houston, they they could wind up being the worst team in the NBA next season, right? They're going to be they're going to be right in the mix. So fit wise, I'm not going to worry yep. too much about fit when you know. Yeah, they're going to be. They're bad. playing for draft picks. Uh, the Memphis yep. Grizzlies. The the Grizzlies, kind of a quiet day. Yeah, real quiet. Um, really didn't do much. Yeah, nothing really. Uh, they waived Jonte Porter the other day. Um, they're going to renounce uh, Justice Winslow. That's how they'll complete the trade with Memphis. Uh, that sees uh, Valanciunas go out and Adams and Bledsoe uh, come in. We've already talked about that in depth, so let's move on. It's getting late. Or- let's go to the Pelicans. Let's do it. The, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, interesting. I mean, they make the trade to get Devontae Graham. Yeah. Uh, fill the point guard spot there for them. So that's Gave up a first-round pick. Which is interesting. So yeah, I had a lot of people asking why if they if they created all that cap space, right? They created all that cap space in their in their big trade with the Grizzlies. Why did they give that first round pick to Charlotte when they could have tried to just sign him outright? Yeah, this is kind of the Malcolm Brogdon deal um, with the Pacers when he left the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than have it be a whole, all right, then we'll do an offer yeah. sheet and maybe we'll match, maybe we won't and hold everything up. It's, you know, what is it going to take to get this guy? All right, first rounder, done. Let's move yep. on. Because the number he signed for, basically the mid-level exception money, roughly, um, you know, $10 million or so a year uh, for Graham. That's a number that Charlotte probably would have just matched on. In the mm-hmm. end, you know, he's he's that's about his value. I think I think that's a very fair value contract. Um, you know, now the question that you could have is why not just keep Lonzo? Yeah. Um, sounds like maybe he didn't really want to be there anymore, mm-hmm. though. Is is my guess is he was ready to move on. Uh, they're going to add um, Tomas Sadaransky and uh, I already forgot uh, Garrett Temple. Um, in that trade as well um, there. So, you know, they're kind of net in. Graham, Sedaransky, Temple, and Valanchunas. Adams, Ball, Bledsoe out. Probably even maybe a slight I could lean towards that being a little bit of a win. You know, I, I think um, Graham and Sedaransky, Ball, Bledsoe, that's probably pretty even. So it kind of comes down to Valanchunas and Adams, how you feel about that. But, you know, I, I, I think it's all right. I, and when I'm looking at the Lonzo deal, I would have just kept Lonzo. If I was the, the Pelicans, just looking sure. at that piece of it. Yeah. But again, yeah, if he doesn't want to be there, okay. But that's my there's guess. nothing that they, they, they got coming back where I thought, oh, okay, that's a good vibe. I understand why they decided, decided to part ways with Lonzo. It didn't make sense. So that tells me that he was probably pushing to to go. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, let's get into the fun one. San Antonio Spurs. I don't get it, man. No one knows what what they're doing. Yeah, I, it's. I don't mind the Doug McDermott signing. Sure, you needed another forward. You needed a shooter. Mm-hmm. Great, 
you went out. Is it an overpay at fourteen million a year? Yeah, probably a little bit. But I mean, Duncan Robinson just got five years, ninety million, three years, forty-two million for McDermott. Not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Zach Collins. The Zach Collins, though. So here's my thing. Okay. If you, why not just throw an offer sheet at John Collins and force the Hawks to match? And people are going to come back and say, well, you just said it'll tie up your cap sheet for a couple days and all this stuff. Big deal. So what? Then you couldn't sign Zach Collins mm-hmm. for seven years or seven years, three years and $22 million, $7 million a year. That one better have all kinds of non-guarantees on it and team option mm. and basically everything that you can to protect. I like Zach Collins. I thought he was going to be really, really good, but he hasn't been healthy in like two and a half seasons now. So I, I don't get it. Um, Jang and Lyles out, Collins and McDermott in. I, I don't know. I mean, I like McDermott the best out of all those guys. I like Jang and Lyles significantly more than Collins, yeah. given the hell. Three years, $22 million. This one is just boggles my mind i don't get it at all it's if he's healthy sure right no problem if he was healthy but he's, but not. he's not we just heard he's he not just had he, another surgery. he broke his foot rehabbing yeah. a broken foot like <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you can't just spend money on that it, it almost it, it occurred yeah. to me is this a dylan brooks and marshawn brooks situation here where they they offered <laughs> they something get, to to wrong. zach collins thinking it was john collins and they just didn't but if the dollar amount was much Somebody higher, then I could get it. It was, you know, it was the middle of the night. He's prepping yeah. for this game. Game. He's, you know, trying to get a good night's rest in. And they're like, "Hey, Collins, you good? Seven twenty-two, or you know, seven million a year, twenty-two million total." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds good." And he was thinking they meant twenty-two million a year for John Collins. Oh, I, I don't know. I it's it's confusing. It's beyond baffling to me. This this one is every other deal on the board, even the ones I didn't like as much. I can kind of see the rationale behind. I don't get it. Yeah. This one makes no sense to me. It is by far and away my least favorite deal. If we were going to pick uh, losers of day one, I'd probably put put them at the top yep. uh, just because of that one. I, I just think, you know, that's, that's you know, you know junk. Who are, you, so, who are they bidding please. against to offer that much? Like, yeah. no I have one. no idea. Mr. and Mrs. Collins? <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it, man. I, you know, And again, I liked Zach Collins coming out of Gonzaga when he went to Portland. I thought he was going to be pretty good. You know, he just hasn't been healthy. You know, so just, yeah, that one is, is very confusing. Yeah. All right, to close it out, a couple people asked for uh, favorite deals. Oh, of, yeah. Of uh, the, the first day here. Um, I really liked Lonzo's deal. Yeah, that was, I, that's I near that's the top really of mine. That that would be near the top of mine. Um, the Cameron Payne deal. Let's see. Yeah, the campaign deal. Fantastic value yep. there. So I really like that one. I like the Jeff Green. Yes. For, uh, you know, five million a year. Um, you know, for him to Denver, I think that one's pretty good. Uh, Batum. We haven't seen terms on that yet. So let's see. You know what that comes back at. That might have been the taxpayer mid level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or that might be one of let's see what else we do. And then, you know, he kind of decides after that. I think that might be happening maybe with the Lakers too. Uh, Could be let's see what else we do. Otto Porter but, Jr. Winds up, yeah, that's a good winds one. up being yeah. one. Especially at the minimum. At the, that's what I mean yeah. at the minimum. It's a, you know, the, yeah. you may, it's a low risk, potentially medium reward. It may it may turn out to be yeah. nothing, right? If he's if he's injured and out of shape and stuff like that. But your risk is is so small that it's it's definitely one that you take. Corey Craig and TJ McConnell. Mm-hmm. I think both got fair deals for what they are. Um, 
Yeah, the Dimity one, the too many unknowns. We don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen there. Deals I didn't like, um, <laughs> Zach Collins. Zach Collins. Um, <laughs> uh, we know you didn't like Muscala much, but that's such a, a small dollar yeah, amount. I mean, it's, that was more just like it's just whatever. yeah, yeah. Right. That one I didn't necessarily really care all that much about. Um, Garrett Temple sounds like you get two years guaranteed mm-hmm. in that sign and trade. Um, I would have liked it better if it was only one year. Uh, but yeah, I, I tweeted this. I liked it better when we had some really stupid teams that did deals where it's like, what the hell is this <laughs> right. for this guy? I mean, the only one truly that we have is Zach Collins. And it feels so weird that it came from the Spurs, which up until about two years ago, I would have just assumed Zach Collins is going to be awesome. Yeah. Like he's going to be great, and this is going to work out amazing. That that mystique is gone for me. I'm I'm out. I I don't you know would die. Yeah, I'm not going to go back through it again at two o'clock in the morning and hammer no. them even further. But, Around these parts, yeah. we call those kind of deals Mozgovs. So yeah, we <laughs> yeah, it might end yeah. up yeah yeah yeah. Let's hopefully hopefully they protected themselves, and and if they did significantly, I'll come back. I'll give them me a culpa, and I'll apologize to everybody uh, in San Antonio there uh, for that one because I like the McDermott deal for that. Yeah. I think that one makes sense. Yep. Um, the Devontae Graham one, just a little weird because they had to give up a first-round pick. So I think that is a little uh, – yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't like giving up a first-round pick. But Agreed. There it was, man. Everybody. We hit them all, all 30. How telling is it that the Pelicans would rather give up a first-round pick to for the privilege of paying Devontae Graham than talk to Dennis Schroeder? Yeah, pretty bad. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, I mean, Schroeder misplayed his hand yeah. big time. You know, all, all around, completely blew it. Are right, we got something good? Uh, it's just about Team USA. Oh. I get the tweet notification. I was all excited. The- I'm like, oh, we have a deal breakdown <laughs> nope. at the end. Um, nope. All right. <laughs> well, my guess is we're probably about done for the yep. night. Uh, with, with deals about two o'clock is when everybody says, all right, let's pack it in for the night. Uh, we'll hit this back uh, tomorrow morning. But, but guys, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us tonight here. Everybody who's here on the live stream. Thanks for hanging mm-hmm. in there. Everybody who's going to listen to this later or watch this later. Uh, we love you guys. You know, uh, thank you so much. Um, we have not recorded since then, or maybe we did. I don't remember, but uh, thank you everybody for the birthday wishes on the uh, other video. I saw all the comments on there. You know, it, it made me feel really good. So thanks for that too. Um, you know, th- this is great. We'll be back tomorrow. Yep. Uh, hopefully with even more to talk about and, and new stuff that, uh, you know, could comes through. So yeah, it, it's, it, you know, fun start to free agency. Let's hopefully get the trade market moving. That's a little right. Bit tomorrow. I think that, it would be kind of fun. I think it will. Yeah, I think so too. And we were just today was free agent focused. I think as this stuff starts to die, die down, the trade market's going to pick up. I agree. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for watching. And don't forget to subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel and turn on those notifications as well. And of course, like this video. Till next time, see you and stay safe.